uh, I, I think I found one on the side of the road when I was still teaching high school in Savannah and it worked and I became kind of obsessed with it briefly and I would write letters on it. I think I made a point of writing letters to people just so I could have an excuse to use uh, the typewriter because I was very, very eager to be that kind of writer, I suppose. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Typewriters, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a that's a that's a time in my life that, you know, some people I'm sure will look back on their time uh, wearing a top hat in public uh, or uh, or like growing their hipster beard or something and being like, oh, God, I was insufferable, insufferable back in those days. And 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 I'm no different, except it has more to do with a typewriter than than anything else. So, yeah, yeah. Try to forget about it. You know who else is insufferable? Who's that? Hey there, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Pixlet. My name is Kevin. With me, with alongside me is Phil. <laughs> Do, did you mean that the show is insufferable? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly don't. I'm not entirely sure where um, that one came from. But I just stumbled uh, into a marvelous self-own. That's all. Yeah, a marvelous self-own. Um, but today we're finishing up Halo, the Rubicon yes. Protocol. And, yes. Uh, whew, this book. My it's, God. There's a lot of there's a lot of juice in this book. I'll will yeah. say that. It's, yeah. It's it's got a lot of it's got a lot of chutzpah. This, this book's got the juice. There is no question. This and is, it's worth the squeeze. Big time. Big time. And I'm kind of I'm so frustrated. That it's this book, yes. and I'll t- because this is our first, as we pointed out in the first episode of this book, this is our first um, review copy book we've ever gotten, where where the right. publisher contacted us and said, "Would you would you be interested? Do you want it? Yeah. Do you want it?" And we said, "Absolutely." And we made a point uh, of of saying, you know, full disclosure. This is not a book we bought. This is a book that was offered to us in the same way we would if we were reviewing a game or something like that. Um, And now, based on having read the entire book, I'm so frustrated that it is as good as it is because it makes me feel like uh, people are going to hear this and go, oh, well, yeah, the, 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 that's all it takes, guys. You just they give you a free book and uh, and and you're just going to give them a glowing review. Is that what it is? Like, it's, no, it's actually God damn it. It's really good. It's really good. It's a good <laughs> it's book. Really good. Why won't you, you should, listen to me? <laughs> you should you should it makes it, it and it made me want to play Halo Infinite. Same. Oh, my God. I wrote that in my notes. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Absolutely, because and we're going to get into it, but there are so many things at the end that you're like, I wonder if they tie this up in the game. I bet they do. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. And yeah, suddenly I want to like skip all the other ones in between that I haven't played just so I can play Infinite and find out what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when we left off, it was uh, chapter 28 uh, that we had just finished 27. And we're into chapter 28. And basically, uh, so Phil, actually, if you could give us a rundown of what happens in the last episode leading into chapter 28. Uh, Leading. uh, Hold on. Yeah. Let me let me pull this guy because because 28. uh, 
one of the things we actually ended up vaguely discussing over the phone today with her texts is that 28 ended up being one of the longest chapters in the book. Uh, and we, we got up to it. And I'm really glad we did because it was some really, uh, really heavy shit. Uh, basically, what we've been dealing with up until now is at this point, months have gone by. You know, mm-hmm. they, these people are in full survival mode. Um, we've got uh, young Lucas, young, young, sweet, sweet Lucas. Sweet uh, baby Lucas. Sweet baby Lucas. He has been captured uh, by the banished. Uh, they have unearthed this ungodly force, this alien presence that nobody recognizes that is basically some level of an annihilator uh, that has promised to undo everything they hold dear, everything that they know, which the banished are good with. And for whatever reason, Lucas is a necessary uh, part of the puzzle that they they require him to connect uh, to this creature, which is called, what was the name of it? What are the they Harbinger. Called? The Harbinger, yeah. So Lucas is rotting in a cell, uh, slowly losing his mind. Uh, his Spartan friends have come by to try and rescue him, but he is basically hooked up there forever. Uh, basically, the, they, they've shackled him in a way that he has implied uh, could kill him or them or everybody. Uh, but no matter what happens, they should not be trying to break him out. And at this point, right when we get into 28, Lucas is, has been left with uh, a plan, basically a, a recording device. Which one of the Spartans left it with him? It wasn't it was Stone. Covan. Covan Cov- left him yeah. with a recording device. Exactly. And said, basically, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to use this, set it somewhere in the process of uh, your imprisonment, and we need to find out as much as we possibly can about this harbinger creature. And we promise we will try to come back and save you. So we actually ended up stopping this at exactly the right point because it is the height of the desperation of this whole team. People are are just surviving uh, our team of misfits, like Bad News Bears style uh, UNSC people, like, you know, barbers and, you know, uh, uh, you know, retail assistants and stuff. Right, have right. Have been trained to turn into this scrappy little uh, assassin team where they're just going in and fucking shit up everywhere they can. Uh, They're starving to death. They are dealing with PTSD. They are running out of supplies. They're running out of hope. And now we have our first in with this, uh, basically the MacGuffin for the banished, like what they're aiming for, what they're going for. And uh, and that's where we leave off. Like everyone's at the height of desperation here. Yeah. So when we pick up, uh, Stone has been uh, the, the, basically the heat has been on for stone for a few days. I think, I think the author actually <laughs> uses the word, the heat. Um, yeah, I think she does. <laughs> uh, Cause stone basically made a distraction so that Covan could escape uh, from uh, her little interaction with Lucas. And so stone's been just running from the banished for, for a few days now. And she decides to go into the excavation site that the banished have uh, underneath the mortal reverie and it's it's a massive um forerunner uh site that they find and 
so she finds her way in and she um, she finds there's a stasis pod that she finds, which I think is supposed to be the, the Harbinger stasis pod. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that they used Lucas to open. She finds it. She finds it empty. She's like, well, I hope whatever was in here is not, is this isn't, I, th- I hope this is old or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> please let this not be relevant to my current <laughs> situation. I really please hope this isn't, Stone says, I hope this isn't relevant to the plot and move right. on. Right. <laughs> please, oh, please let this be window dressing. Oh, please. <laughs> Uh, she continues on, but before she uh, goes any deeper, she shoots off a message uh, to Kovan saying what she's doing, where she is, uh, and all that stuff. Mm. Um, so we have a lot of her basically going deeper and deeper into this forerunner base. Um, and she runs into these uh, first. The first thing she finds are like the like the signs of a struggle, some dead bodies of of banished people. Um and then uh, she finds a she runs into this alien race and they got like two legs and or two arms, four legs, and they're just kind of floating around on jetpacks. Yeah. And they're just watching her. Like, yeah, they don't seem very threatened by her at all. They're not they're not threatened, but they're but they're armed with banished weapons. Um, so clearly they had taken the weapons from the banished excavation team that they had killed. Um, so she's just seeing them. And, uh, at some point, um, she, you know, puts her hand on her gun and realizes that she's just going to have to make a break for it at, at some point. Yeah. So she runs, starts running down a hallway and they start firing. As soon as she starts running, they start firing on her. Yeah. Um, and she runs down this hallway and escapes into this like smaller alcove area. And as soon as she gets into like an area that isn't as open air, because these forerunner rooms are like the the world the the word that is used often is like it was like like a cathedral. You know, mm-hmm. it has gigantic vaulted ceilings and all that stuff. So as soon as she gets into like a more enclosed space. These jetpack aliens are like, nah, they they yeah. give up. <laughs> yeah, they 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 seem only to be going after her half-heartedly. It's almost like they, they are just not threatened by her. She runs and they start shooting after her basically because like, well, she's running. Should we shoot her? That kind of feels like a thing to do. Let's shoot uh, her. Yeah, let's let's give it a shot. Oh, well, there's no room. Eh, we can't use our no. Can't use Bye. our jetpacks in there. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Let us know if you if you're coming back. Let us know. We'll give it another try. Yeah. So she, um, as she gets deeper into the forerunner excava- uh, excavation site, she sees a, another group of uh, banished soldiers, and amongst them are two in particular mm-hmm. uh, that have been named uh, Gorian and Jaga. Jaga, yeah. Um, Jaga is the uh, elite blood sport. Uh, is it blood sport? Or it's blood, blood um, not blood sport, but it's the it's like a it's 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 this team of of like it's it's Covenant and old Spartans like who have who have uh, uh, dissented like who have, who have seceded from the UNCSC. Uh, yeah, they're nuts. very yeah, they're tough as nails. Yeah. Um, um, and so Gorian is one of them. Jaga is another one. They wear black and red armor. Um, 
they're 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 tough to deal with. So she sees what they're up to. Jaga and Gorian are using a woman, uh, a, a female human hostage to interact with all the forerunner stuff. They're using her hand and they get this computer going. Um, and it the computer gives them uh, a data stream that will allow them to take control of Zeta Halo's defensive capabilities mm-hmm. and she when she sees that happen she her her role right at this moment becomes crystal clear they can't there they cannot be allowed to have that um and so what happens is jaga and gorian just kill the woman that they had with them like well we don't need her anymore yeah and pretty so abruptly, just stone like, yeah. stone go, goes in and basically she takes it from them, the data card that they had. She goes in, she takes from it, and it just turns into this pages-long brawl between Jaga, uh, Stone, and Gorian. And yeah, it's like this ultra-violent game of keep-away. Yeah. Yeah. At, at one point, Gorian, she throws Jaga off, of off the edge, and Gor- then Gorian hits her with... A phantom, yeah, and pins her against the wall. Like, it was like hits her with a truck. Yeah, yeah. He just <laughs> rolls a truck into her because that's how you deal with Spartans. I mean, it's effective. I can't argue against it. And then she she like climbs onto the hood and she beats the she punches him. Yeah, until he like falls out of the phantom and. You know, of eventually she has an opening to just run. So yeah. she she runs, she runs, and as she's running, she is killing the shit out of so many uh, banished soldiers. There's like yeah. she runs into a room and there's like some grunts, and she just like she just like punches one and it hits the wall and it splatters. Yeah, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's kind of crazy because we've been dealing it's 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 terrific because you for all of the the dealing with PTSD and the dark side of war is hell and everything like that you cannot accuse Kelly Gay of trying to reinvent the general violent joy of a Halo game mm-hmm. because there's plenty of that and this is this chapter is a prime example it's just prime example oh my it. god it's insane and it's Blood Star by the way the Blood, Blood, Blood Star. Star okay mm-hmm. Blood Star um, so they. Uh, Part of Stone's plan is that she so she has the chip in her Spartan armor and mm-hmm. her AI uh, Uko um, is copying it basically to her her armor and but also trying to corrupt the data on the original chip. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she's fighting. She's 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 like killing grunts and then she's killing elites and. Um, she fights her way through almost basically every banished soldier that is, that is left in this excavation. Uh, she's not that far from the exit at this point. And she says, we're like, all right, well, let's just get, and then her AI pops in trying to get her attention, but it's too late. Uh, as she is stabbed through the back mm-hmm. uh, by a, uh, a a plasma blade, yeah. um, and it's Jaga who did not die 
clearly from being thrown off of the ledge. Right. He, he got, he got, he got better. <laughs> he got, I got better. Uh, <laughs> he climbed his way up uh, and uh, uh, Jaga and Gorian take the data chip back from her. Mm-hmm. And that is a wrap on uh, Bonita Stone. Uh, she just, you know, she falls and it's, they, it says she lets the darkness take her. Yeah. And it's just, she it does, is such, such a, it, it's a fucking bummer. It's such a bummer. Cause she's like the first Spartan we met in the book, you know, like, yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. So, and, and I kept, and I did, I did the thing that you shouldn't do where I was like, Oh, well, I mean, they're going to bring her back. Like, like that's that. Cause it was a little vague for a second there at the end. Yeah. Like, I mean, she'll probably, no, it's, this is it for stone. She's, She's, she's gone. She's she's dead. But she um, does have a wonderful moment at the end where because they've taken the chip from her and they the have corrupted chip. They've corrupted yeah. it exactly. So she's able to die knowing that she fucked them over uh pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh yeah, it's a good moment. Um and it's it's and I, I I know I'm not doing it justice in just recapping chapter twenty eight. Chapter 28 is really long. Yeah, it's a it long is, one. It's a very long chapter. It might be the longest a, in the book. Yeah. It, I think it is the longest in the book. And it's 100% just uh, uh, Spartan Stone in this forerunner excavation site at try, fighting for her life to try to, like, stop them from getting control of the, the defensive oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And and we've talked about in the past with these action filled books and everything. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not our, in our interest to give you a play by play on every fist thrown or bullet fired. Uh, but you can take it from us that, uh, that if you, if, you know, that scene alone to me is worth the price of admission, especially yeah. with the context of knowing who she is and, and having gone through so much with her, um, this is a hard, you, you, you texted me and you said you needed a little break after, after you read this yeah, chapter. After I read chapter and, 28, and I, I was like, I, I need a moment. Absolutely. And I don't blame <laughs> you. I, I went and had a lunch break. Like I, I, I finished that <laughs> chapter and I was like, well, daddy's going to have a sandwich and uh, try to process his emotions because, and so I ate my feelings and, and I got yeah. on with it. But, uh, it, yeah, it's, it, it, it is a, it is a long, gloriously spread out, uh, a chapter just filled with annihilation and and fucking Gorian's macho bullshit nearly ruining everything for him again. Yeah. There's that that moment where like she's in a fight with Gorian and this other uh, uh, not a grunt a brute I think and he basically interrupts the fight because the brute has the upper hand on stone and is about yeah. to take her down. But Gorian like knocks the brute out of the way because he's like, no, he's this like, is you mine. can't have my kill. Right. That's my kill. It's like, you could have had her out of your hair. You stupid idiot. Like it's just, Gorian he's, is he's just the so, same Gorian we knew from way back when. Yeah. It's not like he, he if you thought he's learned anything in the past, mm. I don't know, uh, six Absolutely months, not. whatever it is, five months. He hasn't. No, <laughs> no, nope. not a thing. Which is good news for for humanity, I suppose. (laughs) Um, uh, So same day. Um, This is happening at the same day, same time. Uh, We have a brief chapter 29. uh, Cuts back to Lucas. Lucas is not doing well. Yeah. 
He's <laughs> uh, he kind of gets roughed up by the banished on their way over to see Harbinger. Um, and then he gets thrown into the room with Harbinger and she feeds him and like she has a lot of food like a she she just has a big spread, a nice yeah. spread um, and he's eating. And then she's like, that's enough. I have things to tell you. Yeah. And, but she uh, like she's kind of like trying to commiserate with him. Like, you like, know, we yeah. have a lot in common like these. You, you've been fucked over. I've been fucked over. Like, so yeah. now I'm going to unpeel your brain. Like, <laughs> so now let's get get on with the mind flaying. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Good Lord. Some serious illithid shit. It's 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 weird. Uh <laughs> it's she's a fascinating and very spooky character. Uh, yeah. I, keep calling, I don't know if there's any indication that the harbinger is a she or not. I she is. Remember. She is a she. She is a she. OK. Yeah. Yeah. According according to the I think in the book. OK. Um, so day one hundred thirty seven. Chapter thirty. Uh, Murphy is pissed. Murphy. Yeah. He has a this is a great moment where he basically he he forgets that uh, Covan uh, could end his life in a second. And oh, yeah. He's, he's just like, what the fuck is going on, Covan? You haven't been, you have, you've been like, you haven't been saying anything to us for the past few days. He like pushes her. Like, yeah. He, he at one point, he like grabs her armor and like pulls her. He's like, he's like, talk to me. Right. <laughs> and it's crazy because there, it's a great, uh, uh, they had a moment in the first third of the book where at some point, uh, they're joking about because all the rules have gone out the window and everything's gone to shit. And one of them calls uh, uh, one of the superior officers an asshole or something like that. And they're all laughing. And, and he says, hey, you know, you can get thrown in the brig for calling your your commanding officer an asshole. Ha ha ha. Because right then it doesn't matter anymore. And this is kind of like a no holds barred, fully serious version of that, where it's like, I don't give a shit that you're a Spartan. I don't care that you're you outrank me. I don't give a shit. You owe me answers. Uh, it's a very human moment. It's great. Yeah. Um and Coven finally be, uh, admits to everything like, all right, well, we found Lucas. We tried to get him out. We couldn't get him out. And Stone has been like uh, MIA since then. But I know where she is. Mm -hmm. And this, everybody is like, I'm not mad, but I'm disappointed. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. They're like, oh, we get it. But this is kind of fucked up. And your father and I are going to have to talk about this. Like. <laughs> Um, so they, they get, they go off to, they were like, all right, we're going to go, we're going to go and we're going to go get stone. Um, so they go to the excavation site and there's a really nice moment where the crew, the boat crew shows off how efficient they are at killing a brute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's fun. Isn't it? We get a serious play by play on how they're going to, they're just immediately quietly take out a nine Without foot a tall sound. Alien. It's like the, the, the five of them just like basically run up to this brute and like one stabs him in the stomach. Two of them like slices like Achilles tendons. Yeah. And that, and then, and then Bender like stabs him in the throat or something like that. Yeah. It's like, it is amazing. <laughs> it is. It's like, imagine being taken down by a dozen cats, like flawlessly, <laughs> terrifyingly, silently. Like, that's the impression I got for this one. It's it's great. It's a great. We just it's a it's just a terrific. It's not doesn't take up 
a lot of space. It's just a great scene. But it's a great, great moment. scene. And it shows you how far uh, these people have come. Like this dude was like making you your protein shake uh, like six months ago. And now he's assassinating brutes in the jungle. Like it's crazy. Um, so they continue, go, they continue on and into the thing and they find a lot of the things that Stone had seen. Um, and then they find Stone. Um, yeah. They see her her armor the like i recognize that light blue mjolnir armor anywhere um and you know they go up she's she's gone um mm-hmm. and they have like a moment and then uh kovan takes the chip out and starts like cuz the she the helmet basically has a full log of everything that happens right so she takes the chip out and like watches how how it went down um and then the banished show up on their heels and they just have to run and they are just running, 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 running. And they find, uh, it's been, they, they run for hours. Yeah. Uh, until they're just like out of breath. They're tired. The banished probably aren't coming anymore. And then suddenly a, a sub monitor, uh, veridity, uh, shows up and she's, uh, and she's like, Oh, this is great. Reclaimers are here. Fuck I yeah. Fucking, I fucking love Veridity. Like, <laughs> like substitute good guy. Yeah. Yep. As far as I'm concerned, just <laughs> uh, I forget. I forget if it, if it happens in this, this particular moment where, um, they're like, um, Oh, it, oh no. Veridity, Veridity is just a sub monitor. If I were the monitor, the banished would be dead already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Completely loathes the banished right off the bat. It, it's a great introduction. It's fantastic. Um, and it's like she has so much personality. You almost forget that she is a, just a floating metal uh, sphere with with like a green eye in yeah. it or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. It's great. It it it's like a less smart ass version of who's the stupid little robot in the Borderlands games. Mm, um, I forget, but, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's, but also it's, like a like a like a good guy version. Of, right, right. Of, yeah, just of like what's like, it from um from the first Halo, uh, the monitor from from Halo yeah, One. Yeah, it's it's that kind of. They always Guilty have spark. Yeah, they always have terrific like personalities. Yeah, I mean, because they've been there for tens of thousands of years, so right. they kind of they kind of lose lose their minds a little probably bit. Probably pretty pretty bored at that point too. They're like, oh thank God. Um, so uh, they talk about how they are in. They're basically in this hub type building. Um, they need to get to uh, the conservatory, um, but. Even if the Covenant gets, or not the Covenant, even if the uh, Banished get to the conservatory, they don't have the data chip because, and the boat crew does because mm-hmm. they have a corrupted version. And since um, Stone copied it to her uh, personal chip, they actually have the information that they need to take control. Yeah. Um, so we jump over to Horvath now. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, yes. And Horvath is basically playing 
Castlevania II Simon's Quest. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's just some weird... He's like, he's looking at this map that the dying O&I agent gave him, and he's like... It's like walk across the hard water, hard well, swamp, or something like that. Bad, like, bad localization, and <laughs> it's like some bad localization. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like looking at, it and it's basically a swamp. It's it's basically a, um, it's kind of like a tar pit that he yeah. has to walk through. And his uh, Elfie, his his AI is like, well, if you go in there, you can't stop moving. Like if you, as soon as you stop moving, you sink. But if you right. run too fast, you'll sink. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elfie's like, Elfie's like, go, 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 go. And he starts to run. He's like, but don't run. <laughs> go quickly, but don't run. And please don't panic. <laughs> if, you, if your heart rate goes too high, you will also sink. Stop holding your breath. It will also make you sink. It's just this. And this is, if you get sad, you will also sink. (laughs) Ah, tanks! (laughs) No, it's such a good comparison to Simon's quest. Like, all that was missing was him to, like, hold a crystal above his head and kneel uh, by the (laughs) lake inexplicably. Like, it, it is a weird, yeah, he's, he's. It, it's 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 like a quick insert of like Resident Evil style puzzles into Halo for some reason. It's so, so weird. I love it. It's just uh, weird. It, it's great. Uh, so Horvath, um, by the way, if you listen to the audio version, uh, Horvath has a Spanish accent. Oh, he does? It's not Thomas Horvath. It's Tomas Horvath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, so he... Continues across the tar pits to until he gets to a, like a platform that's kind of uh, camouflaged within it. It's it's like a black glass platform uh, that you wouldn't be able to see otherwise. And he just kind of stands on it, and it it's an elevator, it's a lift, and it just it he goes straight down eight hundred meters. Yeah. Um. So and that lowers him, and now he is in the hub. And so when he gets down there, his sensors actually start picking up like I'm getting some I'm getting a Spartan and some humans. And he runs into uh, Kovan and the boat crew. And it's like these are the first human beings that Horvath has seen since day two. Yeah. Yeah. For months, (laughs) for months. And they point that out, too. They're like, wait, day two? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like he has been he has gone full native at this point. It is it is crazy. It is amazing, though, that this is um, and I if if we ever got to talk to Kelly Gay, I was, I, I'm just curious about the how the days are listed, because mm-hmm. this is uh, happening on day one hundred forty three. When the previous chapter uh, for uh, the boat crew was day 137. Yeah. So yeah. six days have passed. I, I guess it's like six days have passed of the the boat crew just walking through right. the hub. Uh, yeah, because at get, no point, they, it doesn't go backwards at any point, does no, it? No, it doesn't. It's always yeah. forward. So, yeah. So it, you have to assume this all links. But there's there's a... 
you know, a, a more dedicated Halo fan might sit down with this and actually like give us a a timeline with all the different characters and clusters of characters. Yeah. and I assume I assume that just means that the hub they're walking through the hub and the the conservatory is just a really long long distance away like they're physically walking to it it's a right it takes right. a while to get there and i suppose uh, you could argue that there would be moments too that like it, it, they just spent like 12 hours running you know so they might set up a little camp for a day sure. or something like that and, and you yeah know, sleep it off and and get their energy back so maybe there's something to that yeah, um, and uh, Veridity is like, you You humans are walking super slow. We got to get yeah. a move on. Um, uh, but they, they end up, they end up, ha- so they have this reunion of sorts. Um, they, uh, Horvath has the realization that this boat crew that he's talking to is the boat crew that he was talking to on day two when everything yeah. went to shit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's putting he's putting faces to names now. He's like remembering yes, all these people. Exactly. And they had they there's a chapter 32 now. They give Horvath a full rundown of he like here's everything that happened. And it's kind of almost like a good recap at that moment for the audience of like all the main characters that are left mm-hmm. are in one spot now. Here's everybody knows everything that like is important now. Yeah. There's no, there's no gaps in knowledge. Everybody, everybody has now interacted with everybody. Yeah. Um, so, uh, ver- they talk about how like, all right, they start coming up with a plan. How do we get, uh, a message out to the UNSC and, <clears throat> um, veridity is like, Oh, you know, that's that communication style that you're talking about we have these beacon towers that can do that. I just need to get, uh, the monitor Pyre's p- permission and that'll mm-hmm. be no problem. That'll be easy. Pyre's that'll a real easy. laid back dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a few days later now it's chapter 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas is having a complete breakdown. Oh. Lucas he is just snapped. You know, oh, poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> having lunches with eldritch beings apparently is not good for one's it's mental not, health. <laughs> not, I don't care how much delicious, squishy, exotic fruit you get to eat over lunch. You know, a lobotomy is a lobotomy. <laughs> so, um, but his, uh, his mystery cellmate uh, in the next uh, cell over to kind of talks him through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucas tries to tell the guy what is happening in these meetings with Harbinger. But every time he tries to say it, instead of saying words, he says numbers. Yeah. And he yeah. cannot he cannot say anything about the the meetings that he has with Harbinger. He like there it's in his head. The information mm-hmm. is in his head. He just can't recount it. And and um, that fact and that fact almost as much as what is actually happening to him at the hands of the Harbinger causes such a strain on his brain, like the inability to speak what's in your head uh really really fucks with him uh yeah it's it's really sad it is yeah um so we're another couple days later we're at day 149 the crew finally reaches the conservatory um now the banished are outside of the conservatory but they have to break in because they are out of humans mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So they have to just use one of their excavation lasers to just get into the the building. So that's going to take them a little bit. 
Um, and even then, the actual building is designed as a maze. So if you don't know where you are going, you won't get to where you need to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, you need a guide to get anywhere. You need a in guide. So Veridity is like, yeah, we're we're fine. Things will be fine. Uh, <laughs> the bandits are just trying to cheat and not just like go straight through. They just they just have a big old laser and they're just going to cut a hole straight through. It's a it's a very it's a very orcish style uh, yeah. strategy. Yeah, yes, the man. red makes it go faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so they they get to Pyre. So basically, it's this. Pyre is like a monitor who has really gotten into yoga and breathing <laughs> <laughs> meditations. Pyre's the big turtle in Never Ending Story. Just like nothing matters. And all the other sub monitors are like in meditation as well, being mm-hmm. forced to like meditate because Pyre is like, no, we're just all going to chill, bro. I'll just, we're all just waiting. And Veridity's like, no, we got to get rid of the banished. And Pyre's like, eh. It'll be fine. Pyre is a is a true like both sides are bad style guy. Yes. Like, he's like, look, these people have come, they've gone, we've healed to everything, turn, turn, turn. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just a centrist hippie. It's 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 he's and, insufferable. He really is. And then uh Veridity mentions, oh, by the way, the Harbinger got out. And then Pyre, <laughs> then Pyre like puts on like Puts on a suit and tie. Yeah. And and like breaks out the money clip and it's all down to business. You know? Right. Yeah. It's, he's, yeah. Suddenly it's 1982 and there's money to be made. And yeah, he's 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 yeah, it, he's just ready. to He roll. just he just Gordon geckos the fuck yeah. out of the next scene. Yeah. You know, he tells the rest of the sub monitors what to do. He's like, all right, this is what you're going to need. We got these beacons. Uh, here's a security override code for the beacons because all the all of the uh, banished have taken control over them. So we'll we'll send you to one of them. Um, Veridity, you got to stay here. We got work to do. And Veridity's yeah. like, no, I got to help my friends. And he and Pyre's like, nope, you you got to stay here. Uh, we got a lot to a lot of work to do for the Harbinger. Uh, you find folks. You go down the hallway. You make a right. There will yeah. be a there will be a teleporter platform waiting for you to get to that beacon. Yeah, it's almost like yeah, he's like he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll down a map on a napkin for you, and you should be fine. We've got map quests down here. We're pretty advanced. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> it's gonna be and uh, but unfortunately the Spartan helmets only run on ways. So. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. But at least you know when when there's gonna be a, a cop like doing speed trap so that's good something um so this is the other part that i was confused about so it jumps from 100 day 149 to day 154 mm-hmm. it's like did it take them five days to get to the translocation room yeah i don't know like you do get <laughs> an intense sense of size mm-hmm. uh in with that place uh so i guess yeah probably possibly yeah um but yeah it isn't it isn't I appreciate the brevity. I appreciate um, skipping like 20 pages of like, and then they stopped and made camp and then they went and did this. And then they like, like, yeah, good, get to it. But I, I think a passing notification of like, of like it took days. Yeah. That, that, that would be fine by me. But yeah, that's yeah. a little, that is a little unclear. 
they get to the 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 translocation terminal and teleport to the tower that they're going to try to use. Uh, everybody is vomiting uh, yeah. when they land, except Bender. Um, and he, Bender is referred to as one of those annoying people who are unaffected by translocating. <laughs> yeah, I know that old chestnut. Ah. <laughs> Well, it's like people who don't get uh, uh, affected by like seasickness or whatever, right, you know, right. Bender's just like, man, it's fine. Or people who claim that they don't get hangovers, that whole thing. <laughs> so they organize an attack on the beacon uh, to take the, the beacon from the banished. Um, and it's Murphy, Bender and Kovan who have to get in there. Um, and, you know, they they fight their way in um, and they get to the comms platform. And uh, now now that it's like in and the message is ready to go, they have to hold it until it actually sends. Mm -hmm. And now reinforcements from the banished are starting to arrive and they're trying to retake the comms platform or at the very least just destroy it so that uh, the message can't be sent out. And uh, there's a lot of fighting back and forth. Uh, At one point, though, an elite uh, is aiming, drawing down on the comms platform, ready to shoot it. And Murphy knows basically there's only one thing left to do. And Murphy doesn't have any guns at this point. He's out of ammo. He jumps in and he takes the plasma bolt that the elite was aiming for the comms platform. And he just takes it. Yeah. Um, and uh, he doesn't, Murphy doesn't have any armor. Nope. Nope. Um, and yeah, so they they basically, you know, the uh, Kovan and, and Bender get to him and Murphy uh, dies uh, knowing that the message has sent out and, and he gave it just enough time for it to send out. Yeah. And he just has these fading memories of his childhood as Ugh. as he dies. This and this is. <laughs> This is another great moment to take a quick uh, coffee break and stare into the mirror and consider the fragility of life and the fact that you're just a piece of sand in the desert in this great big universe. This actually was the one that really broke my heart. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gay wrote really, really well. Uh, his final moments like he he died knowing he'd done good that he that he'd saved them and done everything they could and um and those final moments of like remembering his childhood and fall in lexington and and just like it's really evocative writing it's well done and it is heartbreaking there is no getting writing it is it is heartbreaking uh because he's he's another one of those characters that i've just you just I, I grin every time they mention Murphy. So, uh, but but she did right by him. Like this is this is a good send off. Uh, yeah, of, it's a great send off. Pretty much all of these characters have been good send offs when they die. It's it's not wasted. Yeah. It's it's really well done. And this yeah. is no different. Uh, yeah, Murphy is and Murphy is more or less the um, the heart of the the book. You oh know, yeah, he- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because for a human like all of the for for an unmodified human anyway, yeah. uh, all of the Spartans loved the guy. They all had experience with him. You know, he was a legend among them. Like he was a Spartan without being a Spartan in a way. Right, right. He was the he was the Pelican pilot that the always Pelican got pilot, them yeah. to where they needed to go. You know. Yeah. Um. So he dies. Um. 
outside now chapter 36, Gorian has arrived and he's brought reinforcements. Um, and Jaga is there too, but Jaga is not directly involved. Um, and uh, Horvath is like, all right, here we go. This is it. <laughs> um, Cam is killed by a wraith. Basically, a wraith does a strafing run mm-hmm. and uh, kills Cam and really fucks up Dimmick. Um, but uh, Dimmick, meanwhile, like w- she is, you know, shell shocked. She's pale, but mm-hmm. she sees Horvath is fighting with uh, Gorian and she manages to get a grenade and walk over to like Horvath and get his attention and be like, you're going to need this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, br- I brung you grenade. I Good brung one. you sandwich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, she was talking about sandwiches earlier in that chapter or in yeah. the previous chapter. It was like a, it was like a, a, a an explosion sandwich or something. It basically yeah. it's like two pieces of uh, of a bomb, and there's like around a grenade or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. It's like it's like yeah, you brick uh, brick up around a grenade or something, and yeah. <laughs> And doesn't and doesn't uh, oh that's later that's later we'll get to another sandwich for Corvath I think later. Um, <laughs> Do you know yes. what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's later though. I forgot. About, I didn't write it down, but I didn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so Horvath uses that grenade to take out Gorian's shield, and um, earlier in the chapter, uh, Bender had given Horvath a plasma knife. And it was like attached to his to his wrist. Mm-hmm. And G- Gorian is like choking Horvath at this point. And Horvath just takes the knife and jams it right through uh, Gorian's like side and armor and cooks him from the inside out. And yeah, that's yeah. a that's a wrap on Gorian. Bye, Gorian. You Unfortunately, dickhead. the two of them tumble down onto a translocation pad and get zapped away somewhere. And they're like, they're like, we don't, where do you, where do you go? Great. (laughs) We just succeeded. I, (laughs) oh, um, it's now day 155. Uh, Lucas is, uh, oh, he's gone full Lovecraftian madman. I stared into the Necronomicon for too long. Yeah. He's gone to bye bye town. He's gone to bye bye town. Uh, the harbinger. Um, is telling him how humanity and her species used to both be enemies of the forerunners. Yeah. And how the forerunners forgave humanity and like let humanity become the replacement for the forerunners. Yeah. But um but her species didn't like like we didn't get forgiven, but now we're back. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's that's creepy. It's a very Cain and Abel kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And it makes you think like, oh, I guess there there must have been. It's like we're like, they're like ancient humans who are much further technologically advanced. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is kind of what they're they're hinting at. Maybe humans I, not I being from Earth originally. Kind of yeah. yeah. I, I always love that kind of thing. Like the the future dark ages that are still it's crazy like advanced it's it's like us. uh battlestar galactica um, yeah yeah exactly where yeah. where it, but so spoilers for a 20 year old show at this point but uh <laughs> battlestar galactica it ends with them landing on earth and you realize that they're landing on earth millions of years ago 
and, and they are like the they see the original human population or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, don't, don't think about it too hard. But don't yeah. think about it too hard. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, Starbuck was an angel. Right. Um, don't think about it too hard. <laughs> just, 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 just go with us on this one. I just swear go to with God, it. we're gonna get to a point. Just, just, just trust us on this one. Um, and then they wake up and present that. Just you know what? You just gotta you know watch what? the last episode of BSG yourself. Yeah, just and and just and you know what? Just enjoy it. Just, just you know, enjoy. It. You know, it's a good, it's a great show. Yeah. It has a lot of good moments. Who cares if the final episode was like the show was humming on like a weirdness level of seven out of ten. And then the final <laughs> episode went to like it was just like a spike up to 11 without right, more. Yeah. <laughs> the final episode is just the writing staff going, ah, fuck it. Like we're done. Right. OK, whatever. <laughs> it's over. Doesn't matter. It's over. Um, so uh, a few days later. Uh, we see Kovan, we catch up with Kovan, Bender, and Dimmick. And they, um, at the end of the battle, were rescued by Viridity. Viridity comes out shooting lasers and cutting people in half and just takes them somewhere and drops them off. And they're like, okay, well, we did it. <laughs> yeah, that's This is it? We're done? Okay. We're All done. Right. And then they're like, um... Well, I guess there's only one thing left to do, and that's to go save Lucas. And have you seen those memes where it's like if this thing was made in 2007, the, if this yeah. film was made in 2007 and it has that, uh, what is, is it an Evanescence song or something like that at the end? Oh, What I've Done by Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I thought it was the Halloween theme at first. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this?" So if it was, if it was, um, if this was in 2007, if this book was in 2007, it would be well. I guess there's only one thing left to do, and it like camera pans behind them, and off in the distance you can see the tower where they yeah. know Lucas is being kept. You're like. Yeah. We gotta rescue Lucas. Uh, you know, boom! What yeah, I <laughs> and it's like Halo, with the yeah. Rubicon Protocol logo, lock and load. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, you're absolutely right. That's that's exactly what this is. It's it's like, how about one more? All right, oh right, yeah. yeah. Credits roll. Um, like, yeah. but yeah, Ko- Kova and Bender and Dimmick are not in great shape. Um, no. I don't uh, know Coven's, what their plan is. Like, I don't know what their plan is. Coban's not even in her armor anymore. The, no. the chapter starts with them like wrestling to get her out. And right. it's just like, they're just like, she's just like sitting there in her like black, <laughs> you know, tech suit or whatever. And they're like, what the fuck do we do with this? It's like right. 600 kilograms of armor. We can't carry it around. <laughs> right. It's yeah. They, they are literally the worst they've ever been. <laughs> and they're like, but now we're going to save our buddy from a God alien. That sounds, yeah, we've got this. I've got six bullets, a half finished roll of Tums and, uh, the script to, uh, goodwill hunting. Let's let's, we can let's. fucking MacGyver the shit out of this. Yeah. 
And then uh, Bender goes, you like apples? And then <laughs> Kovan says, well, how do you like them apples? Yeah. <laughs> what? <Boom. laughs> Halo. <laughs> Why don't people pay us to write these scripts, Kevin? I will never understand. Never, I'll never know. I'll never uh, understand it. Chapter thirty-nine, uh, last chapter. Uh, Horvath. Chapter. This is a great chapter. Great way to close out the book. Horvath yeah. is somewhere. He is. He's on like. He's in in like the the Halo equivalent of the Arctic. Mm-hmm. Um, he spends a little bit pa- passed out in a coma. When he wakes up, he. He throws Gorian's body off of a cliff because fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and then he um he walks around and he finds like a crashed shuttle from the uh from the infinity and there's like, you know, water and MREs in there and <laughs> one of the MREs just says sandwich. It's so good. And it's just like he opens it up and it's just like unidentifiable meat between two slices of thin it, slices of bread. It's so good because MR, you know, I spent a long time since I ate, ate MREs. The, they were never good. Uh, I've heard that they're a lot better nowadays than they used to be, but I wouldn't put it past like space army to be like, yes, yes. UNSC sandwich. You know, just, <laughs> this is a sandwich flavor MRE. Right. <laughs> just, just the 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 good old fashioned nostalgia of sandwich. Please enjoy sandwich, Colonel. My MRE says sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he uh, he basically just starts like, well, I'm here, and he just starts broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, a message out saying, you know, to any UNSC personnel, could use a hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I appear uh, to be alive. Uh, I appear to be alive and, and here. In, in the Ninja Gaiden snow level. Uh, right. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and These it's like, eagles are a pain in the dick. They're a pain Please. in the dick. Uh, Master Chief, if you're alive, uh, yeah. w- could really use you right now, buddy. And this is only like the second or third time that Master Chief is even mentioned. Yeah, he's not. Book. He's they just talk about they say blue team a few times and yeah. Master Chief, who I assume is the head of in charge of blue team. Um, and uh, he Horvath is the book ends with Horvath sitting alone in the Arctic and then what? Yeah. and then <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And that's and that's the end of Halo, the Rubicon Protocol. Hell yeah. So. So what do you think? What do you, what do you this, think? This might be one of the best books we've read on this show. Yeah. I mean, it might it might beginning be to like, end. Not a weak moment in there. No, it is tight. There's no padding in this. Uh, it does a good job of incorporating the game aspects like you could tell when there was like a drop off point of like that's probably going to be in the game that's probably going to factor into the game right like Horvath if Horvath has got to be like one of the first people you meet somewhere there's a side mission with him or something I have to believe that that uh it's just integrated into uh the game and to the game world really well 
Um, it does its own thing. She she explores the horrors of war and everything like that without forgetting that we are into Halo because we want war. We want that space opera battle, sure. space yeah. or anything. Please give us some cool, uh, crunchy stuff to think over. That's fine. That's great, in fact. Uh, but, you know... Uh, we don't want a pacifist run on Halo either. No. Uh, although I bet that would be fascinating. Uh, yeah, it in would the right, be. In the hands of the right writer. Yeah. Um, it, it, it might honestly be the best book we've read so far. I don't know. It, it's not fair to compare because it's just, it brings something different than other books would do. But I, I don't have a hell of a lot of notes for this book. No, <laughs> it's, it's fucking good. It's pretty tight. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I I agree with literally everything you said. It yeah. is, uh, it's good. I can kind of see where, like, okay, yeah, these are probably all, like, um, a lot of this stuff that they mention, but they never really focus on, or when they drop off, like, so, like, all right, I, I haven't played Infinite. I'm mm-hmm. probably going to go play Infinite now. I think I'm going to play it now, yeah, seriously. Um, but you're know, like, all right, well, Horvath and these characters, I assume, are involved so- at some point, either side quest or main quest for Infinite's yeah. plot. We'll assume. And then... Um, you said it's an open world game, right? Yeah, it's an open world game as opposed oh. to previous Halo titles, which were pretty much linear, you know, shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a... It's an open world uh, uh, Halo game. Um but yeah, it's um, it's a really just damn good book, and yeah. uh, I I I enjoy I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, um, so did I. So, did I. so which I mean, it's hilarious coming off of one of the our least favorite books. Seriously, yeah. Into this one, yeah. Um, it, it's a I would such a stunning like to me. I think it's like also. Because I don't think, to me, I don't think writing is a you, you either have it or you don't type of thing. I think it's a skill that you learn. Um, and I think clearly Kelly Gay has been putting in the chops. She's been putting yeah. in the work. Um, you know, I I don't know. I've looked in, into some of her previous work. Um uh, just the Simon Simon and Schuster. This is, I think, she's published. Uh, she's had eleven books. Yeah. Uh, by way of Simon and Schuster, I don't know. I assume that there might be more. Um, yeah, uh, she's got some serious chops on her. Um, it's kind of like it. it it's funny because it. It feels just be, it's just it's a well written book, period. And so you're automatically going to compare it to the the last thing you read, especially if the last thing you read was kind of unimpressive. But there are times where it felt like the quality of the book was responding directly to a lot of our criticisms of Silver Eyes, for example. Uh, right. The book. Like character development, making us care about these characters. She had a huge goddamn cast in this. Yeah. There's an enormous group of people. Uh, the book's about the same length. This might even be a little shorter right. uh, than the FNAF book. Um, and she managed to get a, get us to a point where we cared about all of these characters in a pretty quick amount of time. We had multiple characters had much larger arcs. Right. But 
everybody had a personality. Everybody had their moment and you gave a shit. Uh, and, uh, and you had to, frankly, because the stuff she asked us to feel emotion on, you know, when you, when you're talking about, uh, PTSD and, and war and violence and, and the things that she expected us to, she wanted to draw some hefty emotions out of us. And that's a big ask, uh, if you are not developing your characters well and that, right. and she did it, she did. She's a she's just a fucking good writer. She's a yeah. really good writer. Yeah, I kind of want to go back and check out um, maybe not her other Halo books, but you know some of the other books that she's written. The, yeah. the Charlie, uh, the Charlie Madigan um, books. Uh, yeah, she was why in not? a she had a she's in a short story collection called Carney Punk. Um, yeah, uh, she also wrote a Halo short story. There was a Halo. Um, short story collection called Fractures. I want to yeah, say, yeah, that she she had a story in. Um, so she's she's got chops on her. I really would love to read uh, more stuff. We're gonna have to go back to the chronological order, I think, of the the Halo books for our next one. Yeah, but it kind of makes me go. All right, let's uh, maybe we pop through those a lot faster so we can get to the Kelly Gay stuff again. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's uh, just we'll, solid. We'll, it's we'll jump solid. through. I mean, there's like a million of them. So yeah, that's the trouble. <laughs> that's the tr- therein lies the trouble. Um, so yeah, that wraps it up for for Halo, the Rubicon Protocol. Hell um, I guess that leaves me only one question, Phil. What's that? What are you playing? Oh, uh, <laughs> I played Cult of the Lamb. That's all I've been playing. That's all I've, you've been playing. I've are you done? Pouring, How close are you? You gotta be close done to done. It. Yeah. I'm almost done with it. Uh, I've done the thing that I always do where I ha- I just, uh, I focused so hard on the home base stuff and my cult that when I finally went, oh, right, I got to, you know, I literally couldn't do anything more unless I unlocked the uh, resources and that sort of thing that you unlock by doing the different levels. Right. Uh, and so when I finally did that, um, I just burned through uh, yep. uh the bosses and it was like oh <laughs> yeah. yeah little yeah, over levels yeah yeah just side <laughs> quest side quest side quest so i'm i'm probably got another few hours in it before i'm done but um i adore this game how many bishops have you beaten uh i'm down to the last one okay uh, not the fifth one, but the fourth one. Yeah, the fourth uh, one. I'm yeah, in, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the spider land right now. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, it is. It is really. It's it's easily in my game of the year list. It's 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 what I want in this kind of game. Nothing's changed about it. Sure. I, I'm I'm in this weird position though, where because I'm seeing the writing on the wall, I'm seeing, um, you know, because I've maxed out all my research trees. You know, I've I've done all that stuff, and my only complaint about it is that. I wish there was more for me to do. Um, yeah. You know, it's, but it's not a short game. I, I, I think it's probably going to round out at about 20 hours for me mm-hmm. uh, by the time I finish 2021, something. And from what I've seen, that's mostly other people's experience as well. Um, and yeah. uh, I, I, which it's a great, that's a great length for a $25 indie strategy action game. Uh, it's a, it's a, I think it's just the right length for that. But I'm enjoying it so much that the the civilization fanatic in me is kind of like, God, there's got to be more tears to unlock. Need more. So I'm 
I'm just going to wrap this up. I'm going to play something else and I'm going to quietly hope uh, that they release a really kick-ass DLC that just <laughs> doubles it up again so I can get right back into it because I'm nice. probably going to 100% this thing because I'm, I'm, nice. I'm just enjoying the world so damn much. Yeah, so, it's a cute yeah. little game. Yeah, yeah I'm really Oh, good, good. What about um, you, Kevin? What are you playing? Uh, so I beat um, Singularity. Um, oh, so which, you got that to work. Yeah, I, I, I got it to work. Yeah, I was God, you hauled a, ass in that one. How long did it take you to beat? Uh, it's about, um, it's on good old games, and I mm-hmm. don't have that open right now. But it, it takes about seven hours, Okay, I okay. think, to to get all the way through it. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, um, I was talking to James about it. And uh, the thing he said is it punches above its weight. And I agree with that. Um, It definitely punches above its weight for what it is, which is like, yeah, it's a short game. Um, It's published by Activision, made by Raven Software. It has a lot of Bioshock vibes, um, but it does some really fun, neat stuff with you have a you have a your power gauntlet thing is basically like controls time. So you'll go and you'll get to like an area with like a collapsed set of stairs and you can use the thing to rewind time and like the stairs will come back together. Oh, nice. They kind of did that in the the Blair Witch video game with the camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a a really neat mechanic. They, um, and then you could like enemies, you could age them. So you can like you sh- oh. you shoot an enemy with it's like terrifying because you hit that guy and he's like ah, 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 and he like turns into a skeleton and collapses. That's horrifying. It's horrifying. <laughs> or you could hit him with it twice, like really quickly, and they turn into a horrible mutant that oh God, with like okay. f- with like melting flesh and like the like no eyes and they just attack anything that's nearby. So. You have if you have like a pack of like soldiers that you're fighting off against, you turn one of them into this mutant thing and it'll start like killing all the soldiers around them. Oh, my God, that's insane. It's got some really interesting moments. Um, So, yeah, uh, Singularity beat it. It's it's a it's a fun game. I'll be talking about that at length on uh, Bullet Time with uh, with Hot Cider at some points. What else? I. I was playing, um, what's it, uh, Nightmare of Decay, which is, I talked yeah. about that the other day. Uh, I ran into a little bit of a, like a soft lock, um, only because there is like an enemy where I, I think I used up too much ammo okay. uh, earlier in the game. And now there's an enemy where it's like, oh, I, I just don't have enough ammo to. You literally to cannot kill him. I, I literally just don't have enough am- ammo to deal with this like boss type oh, character. So sucks. I'm like, I'm like, uh, okay, well, that's, that's, that, that's very resident evil of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Credit where credit's due on that one, I guess. Um, I could, I could probably just like read, restart the game, but I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll get, get back around to it. So to get my resident evil like fix, I started playing tormented souls Yes, I've been looking at this one. Super duper Resident Evil E. It's like it's Resident Evil one, you know, it's original fixed camera Resident Evil style. 
Uh, it's it's great so far. Um, nice. The only thing uh, that gives me pause, be, and I haven't been like super paying attention to the story. Like I've just I've been kind of playing around, but there's a lot of story that's told in like journal entries and things like that. Um, so basically it takes place in a old hospital. Um, so it's a hospital that used to be a that it was a mansion that got converted into a hospital. Okay. Yeah, they're not even trying to hide what they're doing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, the only things that gives me give me pause about it is that it's like, you know, they the enemies are like these they're like monsters, but they're not. They're very much people who are, are like, you know, it's a dude that has his legs chopped off that's coming after you or it's like uh. dudes in wheelchairs or like it's like. It's a it's a type of horror that I've become more aware of that it makes me a little bit uncomfortable when it's like it's ugliness and disability are the thing that are scary about the enemies. Yeah. And that's a, it's not necessarily a great vibe um, no. when you when you think about it a lot um, in terms of like gameplay and puzzle solving and all that stuff. Um yeah, it's it's great. I mean, in terms of an, uh, on that front, but uh, that's my only concern with like giving it my full hearty 100 percent recommendation. It's not like yeah. you're blasting away monsters. It's like, oh, they turned like people with disabilities into monsters in the game. Yeah. Um, it, you know, they have they have like knives in their hands and they're like they're monstrous looking, but at the right. same time, it's like, mm, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I can understand that. That's tough. That's a tough one. It's a, it's a, it's judgment call. But if you, um, if you don't dig on that kind of stuff, if you, if you have, if you have particular issues, um, with like ableism, in horror and the, its depiction and all that stuff, you know, I would say, yeah, just steer away from Torments of Souls because I think it has, it could probably reinforce some some of those negative stereotypes that mm -hmm. you're not 100%, you might not be 100% fond of, and I'm not fond of them. Um, and I didn't really realize it until I was into the game, like, oh, this is kind of what it's going to be, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you know, I'm just kind of stomaching it and, and getting through the game because you a lot of it is still really good and that's the problem is when you have these issues you know where it's like the rest of it is still really good um well yeah it's a totally valid criticism yeah and uh, un, despite what despite what some people would tell you you can enjoy a game and still have serious uh, misgivings uh, yeah criticisms for them absolutely yeah. you know you can enjoy the gameplay uh, and have a problem with the way they handle certain topics. That's totally valid. So yeah. it's a shame that it had to get marred like that. But it sounds like an interesting yeah. Uh, and it it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it's even necessary in terms of like why I don't know. It seems like it could have got easily gone a different direction. Right. Um, maybe I'm just not paying enough attention to the story, and it's like totally justified within the story, but um. You know, the, there's so many journal entries and the writing is like, eh, 
fine. Yeah. Uh, it's like I'm not I'm not super compelled to read the journal entries. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough with these indie games. Like they don't always have the best writer writers. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and going back to while I'm on this on this talking about uh, stuff like that, going back to Singularity, the main main ding about it mm-hmm. is that it has no closed captioning options. Really, zero. Uh, so even when you have your audio, when an audio log is playing, you can't just like play it and walk away because it also has spatial sound. So as soon as you walk away from it, you can't hear it. Um, that's wild. So yeah, that's, um, yeah. Accessibility in video games is very important. It's just wild that a 2010 game did not have any captions, closed captioning, because I feel like that was, I feel like 2010 is a little, that's a weird time to not have a game, to have a game with no captions. Yeah. I think it was still pretty ubiquitous back then. Like, yeah. It's a it's a it's a punchline these days that you know everybody keeps closed captioning on their uh, on their uh, you know games on their movies their games their movies yeah 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 uh, but it was definitely going on back then too uh, yeah so that's an interesting choice weird choice um but so yeah that's what I have been playing yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I've got I've got to I've got such a backlog and I got to get back on what you were talking about with just devouring this backlog. I got to get in on that. Uh, yeah. Same with my books. I was, I was doing really good there for a while that I was like refusing to let myself buy a new book or a new game until I played like 10 of them or something like that. And then, and then you went, and then you went to that, that thing where you were yes. volunteering and you bought like 40 books for a dollar. <laughs> My fiance literally was like, "Hey, uh, you spend your money on what you need, to, what you want to spend your money on. That much is clear." And I know that it was a used book thing, and they were like a dollar a piece. But we have only got so much room in this house, Philip. And I'm like, "I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got to get back on it. You're right. I'm sorry." Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. 2022, the the year of the backlog. Honestly, 2023 could be the year of the backlog as well. I think that's, that's a I think that's a very noble uh, uh, goal. Like I think if you give yourself a little grace for new releases that that you're really yeah. pumped about, but I think that would be a good goal. Like treat 2023 like the year of the backlog. Just clear yeah. out your steam as best as you can. Exactly. I want to just move everything over because I have a little I have a little label like a a beaten label for for all my steam games little category or a collection that i put them into when i've beaten the game just uh it's like it's in a place and i can go like look at all the games i beat yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) fun i love that yeah yeah um but yeah that'll do it for tonight's episode hell yeah Uh, if you want to help us out you could go to spotify or you could go to uh, Apple Podcasts, or you could go to Good Pods, and you can rate us five stars on any of those platforms. It really helps us out. Uh, if you're feeling really spunky, go ahead and write <laughs> write a review. Um, put some words into the little digital paper there, and write it up, and rate us five stars, and it'll help. It'll help. Yes. Um, 
Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PixelitPod. You can also go to our website at PixelitPod.com. Uh, from there, you can see the transcripts of each episode as well as get links to our Discord and our Steam Curator page where we will be posting reviews of the things that we talk about in the What Are You Playing segment. Um, so that wraps it up for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and have a good night. Bye.